All right, this is Thinker, and this is the 10 Questions Podcast. Yet another uh, quarantine cast edition right here. And this go around, I've got C3P Joe, aka Joe Gray, the OSINT master, on with me. But hey, we're not talking OSINT, we're not talking InfoSec, we're talking pro wrestling. And I'm here. Um, <laughs> It always helps when you have a have mute turned off. Uh, to make things better, uh, those of you who can think back to 2017 or 2018 and the Twitter verses around the time of DerbyCon and DefCon, um, it probably came out that I was a fan of pro wrestling then, uh, due to the fact that uh, I was uh, cutting promos on the uh, competition pretty much the whole uh, competition period. Uh, if I recall correctly, uh, for DerbyCon. Uh, Dave, uh, his nickname was Vim McMahon. Um, I think Chris Hadnegi was uh, Scheme Gene. Um, and I don't remember the others, but I, I did use a lot of Hulk Hogan things under the pseudonym of Hack Hogan. And uh, anytime I was in character for that, all of my tweets did end in the word brother, which um, to marry Hulk Hogan, InfoSec, and OSINT. Um, did you see... Uh, did you see that someone actually uh, released Hulk Hogan's uh, genealogy uh, data out to the uh, internet? Genealogy data? No, I can't say I have. Oh, yeah. Well, I hate to break it to everybody. It really upset Hulk when he saw it, too. But uh, come to find out, everyone is not his brother. <laughs> In today's uh, environment, everything going on with coronavirus... I think pro wrestling has been one of the things that has been standing out in the uh, in the uh, sports or sports adjacent world, because how many other things have canceled? Pretty much everything, except for and, wrestling. Yeah, and the Olympics, uh, they have set a uh, four week guideline. I just saw today, oh, wow. uh, the uh, the IOC, not the Indicators of Compromise, the International Olympic Committee, has set a drop dead date of four weeks from today. Uh, to make a decision whether they're going to postpone or go as scheduled. Okay, okay, that that that, that uh, flies in the if it flies in the face of what I was originally reading a few weeks ago. It was funny in its own right because uh, yeah, because this was uh, trending on Twitter. The the uh, IOC member uh, from Canada, Mr. Pound. Um, Except uh, the reason it was trending, though, is because as the story started, the longest serving member of the International Olympic Committee, Dick Pound. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it was in uh, I, 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 the, the one other time I told that to somebody, man, that uh, that fell flat because they were expecting they were expecting something else to be the joke and not that. Um, but yeah, that's, that, that's interesting, but who knows, maybe, uh, yeah, you know, maybe the, 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 the spread of the stuff in Asia actually seems to, is starting to come under control now. So maybe they'll be in good shape. Yeah. By then. Um, that, that is certainly possible. I've seen some static. I, I, I don't want to call it OSINT because I wouldn't assign an, any intelligence value to it quite yet. But I have seen some static uh, trying to imply that uh, Japan was trying to downplay their numbers to uh, try to save their economy uh, via uh, making sure the Olympics still happened. Huh. 
I have I have no other information aside from pure speculation. But you know, if you're on the internet, uh, just go ahead and keep the Reynolds company in business and go ahead and get you some tinfoil to put on your head because there's a lot of tinfoil hat theories out there. I've seen some wild stuff. Well, the, the the one big thing I do remember seeing whenever they first started talking about it was the was the fact that the contract for holding the Olympic apparently the IOC actually has the host city sign a contract, um, but the contract said that the Olympics must be held during the year 2020, um, and so the talk was maybe they hold it in November. It's like okay, that'd be interesting. Summer Olympics in winter so no telling how that'll end up going down in the long run but that that being said that's that that does fly a, a similar flight path to uh, the pro wrestling topic because wrestlemania is in two weeks and the one thing that vince mcmahon has not done is cancel wrestlemania and Everybody say, are you surprised? Vince is crazy. Uh, to be honest, I'm not that surprised uh, that uh, he's not canceled yet. Well, it's, and uh, he, he uh, already made sure that the XFL canceled their season. Um, right. Well, in fact, I in, fact, in, in fact, speaking I'm, of, after the, uh, shortly after the XFL canceled their season, it came out that one of the XFL players tested positive. And, and that's probably, that probably has a little bit of influence as to why but i mean i'm gonna go on a limb here i i don't know it i don't watch much sports ball myself uh but i would venture to say that wrestlemania has the capability of raising probably the same amount of money in a single weekend that xfl can raise in a single season well here here's the thing though when it comes down to it and, and this is what i was actually catching up on before before i got back with you so we could start recording um they uh, is they are going to do WrestleMania in exactly the same way that they have been doing uh, to doing uh, their TV tapings um, since uh, last now uh, well officially two weeks ago now two SmackDowns right. ago whenever they first uh, took the t- took SmackDown to the Performance Center in Orlando um they are basically going to be doing wrestlemania on multiple closed sets including the performance center and holding it over two nights with only essential personnel on each closed set correct and you know let's look at it uh from another perspective thus far uh i i read wrestlezone quite frequently i've fallen a little bit behind as of late but uh to date i've not seen where any wrestler has tested positive yet. Uh, I have read where uh, Carmella and Corey Graves are self-quarantining because they apparently came in contact with someone, and I think they do live in New York, so they may not have an option with that. Um, But that's why he has been absent from uh, the commentator's booth, and we've not seen her, which granted, it's not like she was in any huge storylines anyway. You know, I did. I, I did actually find myself wondering where in the hell Corey Graves was. Uh, I, 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 I honestly have kind of been turned off to the product uh, lately, so I haven't watched much. But um, you know, morbid curiosity has gotten the best of me, and I've been watching the performance center shows. And and I, I've been saying, 
to myself, where the heck is Corey Graves? That would make sense. Yeah. And here, here's the other thing with that. I'm kind of conflicted with the Performance Center uh, episodes, to be honest. Uh, I say that because in one way, um, like, for example, something I read about King Corbin said that he hates doing the stuff at the Performance Center because he is fueled so heavily by the booze. And I can just imagine, you know, someone in a performing arts capacity like a pro wrestler, like how different it must be. Because like when we think of when Daniel Bryan came out uh, on the first close set SmackDown and he came out doing the yes chance, but there was nobody to chant with him. And it's like, this has got to be weird. And especially for the heel characters that are doing things that would normally get reactions, like even Stone Cold on the 316 Raw not being able to get what chance started um and and all of that it's and then byron saxon acting like like a goofball after that oh brother well i mean i'm i'm not gonna hate on byron too much but um i mean he was the perfect person to eat a dd to eat a uh, stone cold stunner i will say that and apparently if you look at a stone cold social media it sounds like byron might have gotten kicked a little bit lower than he should have he might have misjudged that first kick (laughs) well is it because uh because steve austin was even saying in that same post that he's actually having to go get his foot (laughs) x-rayed Well, I mean, that's one way to put somebody over, right? <laughs> and, and, if, and if we think about it, Byron actually started out uh, training in the Performance Center not to be a commentator. Uh, he, I, To my knowledge, he doesn't have the medical necessity to retire that Corey Graves does. Right. But my understanding is that uh, they just moved him over. I don't know if it was his choice, their choice, or a combined effort or medical necessity. I, I wasn't really following it back then because – that was actually the pre-NXT, pre-WWE network era days. That was Florida championship days. Um, so I don't have that much uh, inner working knowledge of, of that side of the equation. Now, you want to talk about wrestling in the 80s? We can talk. <laughs> um, late 2000s, pre-WWE, NXT stuff. I can talk main roster. That's about as far as we can get. I can do a little bit of TNA stuff, but um ring of honor i'm good new japan eh. wcw eh. i watched it during wwe commercials back in the day what is, what, what what about aew especially especially I, this show I, this past week this week's show was hands down the best show they've had yet um because i'm not even gonna lie as to how mad i was when the leader of the dark order spoiler alert uh, came out as Brody Lee. I was pretty mad about that. I mean, Brody Lee, as the Luke Harper character, had infinite potential and he was just misused. Period, point blank, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, he very easily could have been Bray Wyatt and led the Wyatt family instead of the person who plays Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda. Um, he's that level of charismatic. But, you know, I was like, oh man, they kind of they dropped the ball here because Matt was playing totally into it with having the books of youth on uh, his uh, uh, free the delete uh, tweeting things that ultimately spelled um, exalted. Uh, Like they played us so hard and I consider myself to be a smart mark, a smart. Um, But despite them playing us, I fell right into it. Um, 
but then at the end of the uh, broadcast when i heard uh the buzz and i was like is it is it it's vanguard one <laughs> so honestly I, I tend to agree with what uh, i think it was bully ray um who said it on his uh his show um basically that empty arena played into the matt hardy broken character better than just about anything yeah yeah very 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 true and uh and back to uh back to Brody lee i was just reading before we got on said that uh that uh, they actually intended for him to be the exalted one the entire time especially after they knew he was coming free from his wwe contract and um, and uh, the moment that they knew that Matt for sure was going to be free as well, then they actually got Matt to push that one like he did with intent to throw everybody off on right. you know, Brody Lee being it. So, and, and that works perfectly. I mean, that's that's the type of showmanship that a lot of wrestling today lacks. You know, don't get me wrong. I appreciate everything that Vince McMahon has done for industry. Um, similar to Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. I, I appreciate everything they've done. Um, but somehow, somewhere, somebody needs to convince Vince that it's time to stop putting his stench on the product and just step away. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I hated those storylines with Rush or with uh, – uh, Rusev, Lana, and Lashley. I hated those, but I knew that it was Vince's idea initially, and then whenever it started going into execution, I was like, this reeks of Paul Heyman. And sure enough, Paul Heyman was the one writing those storylines, and it's like, oh, come on. I mean, it was a dumb storyline to begin with. I understand that Lashley needs someone with him because he's not a talker. He's like Brock. He, he can perform in the ring, um, but he's not a charismatic person in terms of hyping someone up and getting them emotionally invested. Yeah. Oh, and, and speaking of Rusev, that makes me think about his very, his very first, his initial push, man, that, that dude, that dude could have become the next super heel. He oh, could he, have. And he they still could. Screwed, he they, still could. Well, is, but, well, you, you had him potentially being able to become the next big super heel, and then they screwed it up. And then, it's, and then you had uh, the whole Rusev Day thing start to get over, and especially after they put Aiden English with him. Man, and especially after Aiden English shaved his head at, at yeah. a last WrestleMania between the pre-show match where he was in and whenever he came out for Rusev's appearance. And I was like, man, that's actually, that's a good look. This fits, and, and right. it just it just added to the whole vibe going on. And I'm like, that's you know that that could have been the next big babyface act. But once again, they just yeah. they they only get behind Rusev until Rusev got big. Right. They they want him to be an upper mid carder. They want him to be. To me, it feels like they want him to be someone to job to the John Cena's, the Roman Reigns, the AJ Styles. Uh, the Seth Rollins uh, of the world. Yeah. Um, and man, I, 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 I tell you as much as, as much as Iron Sheik back in the day was, was this big over the top character and everything. It worked. We, you know, and he got his oh, runs yeah, with the we, title and it, it, 
we, we, we need somebody like that in wrestling again. Hear, hear me out on this, actually. Uh, I'm, I'm purely pulling this out of thin air as I put it together right now. Um, but you remember when Sammy Callahan first debuted in Florida? I don't remember which of the two it was, whether it was NXT or FC Dub. But do you remember what his character was? Offhand, no. He was a hacker. He, over, he, he turned out the lights and stuff with an iPad. Which, granted, I mean, unless they're using, like, Alexa or something, and I don't foresee arenas using Alexa or, or HomeKit or something of that nature, unless they're using something of that nature, it's not plausible. But, and there's always a but, um, what if they paired him as a hacker? Granted, he's not under contract, so this is fantasy booking. But what if they booked him as a hacker with Rusev and, like, started trying to bring this whole nation-state brouhaha uh, to life. Sorry, I dropped. Okay, not a problem. Um, actually decided instead of staying uh, put at, uh, at the house, I'm going to actually walk and stretch my legs out. Uh, I've got My legs have been so cramped over the last, these last few days. Uh, I bought a uh, new uh, three-in-one smoker griller, uh, a smoke... Uh, smoker charcoal uh, propane combo um, it's a uh, cast iron weighs uh, without the tank 220 pounds so I was having to put it together and then I was having to manhandle a box with a push lawnmower in it that weighed about 85 pounds and keep in mind I have a very sedentary lifestyle um, as of late I've been spending I would say in the ballpark of 14 to 19 hours a day uh, behind my computer working on my forthcoming Decepticon bot code. So that's, uh, I've had a lot of physical activity since then. Uh, so now I'm trying to stretch out a little bit. Okay, okay. But back to the storylines, if, you know, the, the path I was headed down with that is, if we want to turn Rusev Hill, we need to get a belt on Bobby first and find a way for Lana to turn on Bobby and go back to Rusev. That's the only way that's going to work. Um, is anyone else as uh, uninterested uh, in the AJ Styles Undertaker match as I am? Um, Undertaker is uh, it has finally gotten to the point where he really honestly should not be in the ring any longer. And or he should, he should not be. So I'll, I'll pose one thing with that. I think with the way his moveset has always been, he's always been slow and methodical. He's never been, you know, aside from uh, going old school on the ropes. Um, and when he did the go-go plot for a while as the American badass taker, he's never really been a very fast person. Right. But I will say in, in his age and in the character that he portrays, it may be a blessing that uh, WrestleMania is in a, on a closed set because we don't have to have him walk the three quarters of a mile from the locker room to the ring. <laughs> I mean, I, I love that character to death. It's, he's, he's been one of my favorite characters over the years. But just that character and how slow he walks. And, I mean, we all know that he's, he's moving stiff. Um, 
Well, Honestly, it's, a, it's 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 just like whenever whenever what was supposed to be his last appearance, whenever Roman Reigns went over on him, the the next time he ended up showing up was on um was on the uh oh I forget if it was an, was it the anniversary of the first Raw or something or other where they did it, where they did the show split from. Uh, Oh yeah, Barclays yeah. Arena and, Raw twenty. It was a uh, Raw twenty five. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was, it, and so he ended up appearing as uh, appearing at uh, Hammerstein, and he just barely walks in the entrance that was set up right there. And I'm looking, and I'm like, okay, now now dude looks look like a middle aged man out there larping, instead of you know he he's. And you know I mean he he's he's gotten to the age where that's going to happen. But he, he, you know, the, the parts always looked a certain way for so long. He didn't I really think, fit it anymore. Yeah. And I think to a degree, I think he may have kind of been hard on his body um, over the years. And I think it may just be catching up with him. Although he seems to be getting around a lot better now than he was. So it makes, it begs the question of, is it stem cell? Is it CBD? Is it DDP yoga? What's helping him get around a little bit better? Hey, DDP yoga is helping a lot of them. That's for sure. I've got the app. I just haven't uh, done it. I might have to do that when uh, we finish up. Assuming I don't do my second podcast of the day, but I don't think I'm going to. I think that'll be tomorrow. <laughs> uh, um, okay, go, go, go into people that that have retired and come back or some version of that edge what the, what, what in the heck right there have have you seen anything about uh, about how he's actually able to be back and wrestling uh, given the fact uh, given of how he ended up having to uh, retire so suddenly and so quickly two words daniel bryan um so the same condition that retired Edge is the same thing that Daniel Bryan got that retired him before he came back. Uh, another superstar that's been diagnosed with the same condition is Sheamus. Um, let's look at the politics of this for a second. Sheamus, uh, he's BFFs with Trips. Uh, when he first got to the main roster, Triple H was kind of his mentor advisor type person. Like in the Navy, we, like on summaries, we would have called Triple H his C-dad. So Triple H helped him get his footing. And, and that's a lot of the reason, I think, why he got pushed as hard as he did, as early as he did. So anyway, I think Daniel Bryan's contract coming up for renewal, All Elite and other independent doctors clearing him, I think that paved the way. And then I think it was one of those scenarios where it's real rumble time. They need some surprise entrance. Everybody they would pick a surprise entrance just happens to either be under contract to All Elite or in Japan or Ring of Honor somewhere else or not interested. And Edge was available. I think that because the precedent was set for uh, returning to the ring via Daniel Bryan, I think that led to Edge. Um, Notice they put Edge against Randy Orton. Yes, and that's uh, a good move. That's a good move right there. He is one of the safest dudes to be in the ring with, period. I would be a lot more concerned if they had put him in with, like, Seth Rollins or Samoa Joe. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm walking by weed eater, so I'm going to mute as I finish walking by it. Hey, perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Um, now, now, of course, uh, getting into uh, getting into um, you know other other things with uh, people leaving and coming back and leaving and coming back. Um, <laughs> what do you make of the reappearance of Goldberg again in main eventing WrestleMania? Um, yeah, no, I'm not a fan of that. I know that as soon as I saw that it, as soon as Bray Wyatt lost, I was like, Spear versus Spear. Yep, here we go. And if Edge hadn't been working with um, Orton, he probably would have been in the equation as well, which would have been a terrible move because Goldberg is reckless. Um, but honestly, I don't expect that to be a quick, uh, I don't expect that to be a long match. Uh, I expect that to be uh, a scenario where Roman rapidly squashes. Um, and I think they're trying some reverse psychology on that as well. The reason I say this is because everybody hates Roman Reigns, even though he's a cancer survivor. And Vince just keeps trying to cram him down people's throats, mm -hmm. keeps writing promos for him, talking about Bugs Bunny, even though it's out of touch and kids don't watch Looney Tunes much anymore. Um, Roman being a company guy, Roman being from a company family, um, you know, they're going to do whatever they can to protect him. Honestly, I, I would expect that if they ran Mania in front of a live audience, one of two things would happen. Fans would either leave at the beginning of that match if it goes last, which it probably will, or those who stuck around when Roman wins, because he will, will cheer for Roman for beating Goldberg because they're so tired of getting him crammed down our throats. Or even alternatively, if Goldberg won, they would cheer him for beating Roman Reigns. That's pretty much the three outcomes I expect. Or regardless of the outcome, you have nuclear heat, which is a very distinct possibility as well. But the beautiful thing of going, um, something I expected that you would bring up that you actually haven't yet, uh, going WrestleMania one style, uh, multiple sites um, because you know the first WrestleMania was in New York, LA, and uh, Chicago. Actually, Granted, that was a private audience. what's that WrestleMania two? It could have been two. It was one of the first ones. I do know that. I know it's not number three. Yeah, I, th I, I, I think that. I think it was WrestleMania two. It could I have been correctly. So, either way, though, um, taking pages out of the first few WrestleManias, um, I mean, this is one of the things they will not have the opportunity for feedback. The only method of feedback that they could potentially come across will be if Vince or someone high enough in Vince's ear is watching Twitter as it all unfolds. And even then, I don't foresee them making very many changes on the fly. Yeah, no. Well, especially given the fact, too, that, that they are expected – to uh, be recording some WrestleMania content this week. I hadn't read that, but it won't surprise me. Uh, my guess is it's going to be at the Performance Center, yep. and then I don't know what the other venue will be. I saw some static that it was going to be um, that it was going to be uh, Madison Square Garden, but I know that ain't going to happen. Um, I would probably say that it'll probably be the performance center because I do know um, 
here's another intersection between InfoSec and uh, Pro Wrestling. Uh, besides Orlando is in Full Sail Live, which is where uh, NXT films and Florida is pretty much going into lockdown mode. Um, B-Sides doesn't draw nearly the same crowd uh, within that same building at the same time. Cumulatively, yes, there are just as many attendees at uh, B-Sides uh, as an NXT taping, but they're not all in the room at the same time. Um, so if they're calling off uh, B-Sides in that facility, I'm confident that uh, they probably won't be filming any uh, any other stuff there. Well, and, and um, I read today too that that full cell has pretty much closed everything down for now. Everything. Uh, if we want to find out, we can. I we I've got an organizer that works the B sides organizer that works there that we could always uh, hit on the DMs and Twitter and find out. <laughs> oh no, I that's what I'm saying. Is I actually, uh, I actually sure. read that today. Purely kidding on that, but well, kidding but not kidding. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, that sounds about right. So I guess the only other option would be. Uh, a soundstage at uh, an NBC Universal location, similar to what All Elite's doing with TNT. Yeah. Yep. Um, or, or who knows? Maybe, maybe they try to record something at a WWE headquarters. Wouldn't be the wouldn't be the first time they've done that. So, but uh, I, I, I don't know how well it would uh, translate for a match, but. It well, is and, and, and one thing's for certain, though, I, I absolutely think that the multiple locations is actually playing into uh, ge geographic uh, centers of where they're of where they're, uh, the wrestlers are living. So that way they don't subject anybody to, uh, to too much travel. Right. But the thing that comes with that, though, and the thing we've got to factor in, most wrestlers live in Tampa and Orlando. Right, right. Um, but you, you, you still, you have some that are in the Carolinas. You have right. some that are around New York City, and then you have some that are out, uh, that are out uh, in uh, Southern California as well. Right. No, I, I don't disagree. Um, I could see uh, Vince sending uh, WWE one uh, to go pick uh, some up that are too far away to drive. Um, but I don't know. Yep. Um, the travel, the, the logistics of the travel, that's going to be interesting. Uh, because the thing we've always got to factor in with this is just because somebody's built from somewhere doesn't mean that's where they are. Exactly. Exactly. Although hey. I will say with pretty good certainty that Randy Orton does live in the St. Louis Metro. It's not St. Louis proper, but it is St. Louis Metro. Yeah. Yeah. I, I may or may not have uh, pulled up his address once just to see if I could find it. <laughs> I didn't go show up or anything. But, oh, I understand. I mean, um, that'd, that'd be really dumb anyway. I mean, think back to the Stone Cold and Brian Pillman segment they did many, oh, many years ago. Yeah. That yeah. would have been really dumb. Yeah, especially nowadays. Um, yeah. Okay, so, uh, so, so what do you make of uh, Rob Gronkowski? Do you think, uh, do, do, do you think Rob is, uh, is just a, a ploy to get eyeballs, or do you think he's going to end up being a little more – uh, legit in what he's doing, kind of like how Ronda Rousey was. I think he's going to be more legit. He's done with football. He's not under any contracts. He's a charismatic person. He has the right friends. Um, he already has an ally on the roster. <laughs> well, 
there's that. And I mean, they could easily pair him with John Cena as well, because, you know, John Cena's from West Newberry, Massachusetts. Uh, yeah. Um, they could always put those two together. Um, I've not watched, uh, my DVR did not pick up this last week's SmackDown, so I don't know, but everything I'd read actually put it across almost as if Mojo was acting in a face capacity instead of being a heel. Oh, uh, totally. yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I saw it and to, uh, totally, uh, you, you know, Mo, Mojo's pl- playing uh, Gronk's lackey is what he's doing. And, uh, and of course, Gronk's going to come in his face. So, right. Um, but you know, that begs another question. Of, I've, I've seen names like Junior Dos Santos. Uh, we've already seen Kane Velasquez. Um, who's the other one that's wanting to come in right now? Um, There's talk Shane McMahon's trying to get Chuck Liddell involved. Chuck Liddell is one of the others I've seen. Um, I would love it if Chael Sonnen were to be in there. He he can talk like Chael, the best of them. If Chael came in, the only way I'd want to see Chael is if Chael was within was with Phil Brooks. That's the only way because those two could play off each other so hard uh, just based on sheer promo chops uh, because, you know, I mean – Chael can talk with the best of them. Phil can talk with the best of them. Um, it, it would be great. Um, I'm still trying to think of the other name. It's not Frank Mir. Uh, Tito Ortiz. That's who it is. Tito Ortiz. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Tito Ortiz, he's been training down in Mexico with ADR, and ADR has been talking about making a return as well. Okay. Um, all right. So the last thing I'll ask about before before I go to uh, WrestleMania predictions, um, The Fiend. What, what, what did you think of that promo, him face-to-face with John Cena in that empty arena? If it had been anybody else, it would have fallen flat on its face. But because it was him, I think it worked out really well. It was, it, it was, almost, uh, it, it was almost eerie. Uh, you know, he, he, he came across as uh, – he, 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 he actually came across as a little bit disturbed and – you know, I think the empty arena is exactly what helped that. Yeah. I mean, make no qualms about it. Uh, the Bray Wyatt character, uh, he's going to be around for a long time and he's going to, um, he can adapt to anything. I mean, I hate to say that it's in his genetics, but I mean, Barry Windham's his uncle. IRS is his dad. Um, it, it don't, it's only logical that, uh, that he's going to be a fairly natural fit for, for all things related to that. I just, I just wish that they would turn Bo and, and get Bo involved with him. I mean, that, that, that would just be a, a coup right there. Well, I mean, having Bo and, or, I mean, Curtis Axel has so much potential as well. He's not his dad on the microphone. Uh, you know, I'll grant them that, but he's got a lot of potential. I mean, he has the look. There's no disputing or arguing who his uh, dad is. Very true. Very true. Um, I mean, they there's so many things they could do with that storyline uh, with those two characters. Uh, I think the B team is, in all stretches of the imagination, largely worthless. Um, I mean, it was funny the first time or so they did it but you know fart jokes are the 
funny the first time you hear them too. So yeah, yeah, that's true. And then, right. you know, if it's a real fart joke, when, once you have to smell it, it's not so funny anymore. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So prediction time. And I'm just, yeah, I, I, I was trying to double check, make sure I had a good, accurate card as of right now. And uh, so I've pulled it up on the Wikipedia page for WrestleMania 36. So I'm just going to go bottom to top on how they have it listed. Uh, so at the bottom of the card, they've got listed the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, hitting Miz and Morrison against the New Day against the Usos. Miz and Morrison easily. Um, honestly, I, I like what they're doing with Miz and Morrison. Uh, I can't wait to see one turn on the other and this turn into a world championship rivalry because they both are of that caliber. And by, by the way, whenever you get a chance to grab uh, this last SmackDown, um, you should you should look at the segment that they did. It was it, it was uh, definitely a uh, laugher. Awesome. Um, I mean, that's one thing I do want to point out. You know, everybody's praising Drew McIntyre right now for his time on the Indies as Drew Galloway. Um, I mean, John Hennigan has the same you know same thing. You know, they both left around the same time. They both took somewhat similar yet different routes across the world, the Indies and what have you. Uh, but, I mean, I think they both came back significantly better superstars than when they left. Yep. Yep, indeed. All right. The uh, next one is the six-pack elimination match for the SmackDown Women's Championship, pitting Bailey against Lacey Evans, against Dana Brooke, against Tamina, against Naomi, against Sasha Banks. The only, there are really only three people that I would even see winning this anyway, and that's Bailey, Banks, and Naomi. Uh, with Naomi, uh, she's kind of fallen out of favor, so I'm actually going to put my money based on what I read on WrestleZone, and that's going to be on Banks. Uh, because it's going to set up a long-term rivalry that's going to be able to last them probably until SummerSlam, if not Survivor Series. Well, and having watched the segment that set up that match, I would tend to agree with you there, because the moment it, she was the last name announced, and the moment that happened, it was all of a sudden, hey, let's play up the tension between those two. Right, and for whatever reason, Vince is a huge fan of putting the belt on Sasha. Nothing against Sasha. Um, I'm... I'm it's not the biggest it's fan of Snoop Dogg. That's why. Well, I think that's part of it. Don't get me wrong. It is certainly uh, part of it, but I don't think it's all that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that being said, though, um, Vince does seem to favor her. I mean, I would like to see Tamina make a run with the belt. I think that she would be a good champion. I mean, unfortunately, she's not solid on the mic, though. Right, right. Well, and I think, too, it, it pulling away from uh, – pulling away from the uh, legacy of her dad and dropping the Snooka name probably took whatever gas that her character had away from her. And and that is totally possible as well. I mean, uh, at the same time, I mean, she's a solid performer. Oh, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. All right, next match, KO, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. I would like to see uh, Kevin win. But uh, given that uh, Seth has his uh, Monday Night Messiah disciples as uh, adherent lackeys to his uh, faction right now, I I fully expect 
uh, Seth to win. It won't be a clean win, but Seth will win. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm with you on that one as well. Um, unless unless they decide they're going to do some sort of monkey business and have AOP and Murphy turn on him, which, I mean, honestly, KO is not my favorite face. Um, Seth Rollins is one of my favorite heels, though. And, you know, honestly, if KO was, if KO was on SmackDown right now, he'd probably have been put with the Artist Collective. Uh, that's a distinct possibility. Yeah. Um, okay, next match. Uh, Taker versus AJ Styles. Um, I think the real winner on that's going to be the bathroom break, to be <laughs> honest. Um, but in one way, I think they're going to have Taker win. Um, I think there'll be some funny business from the OC, and then we'll see Kane and uh, Alistair Black uh, chime in, um, possibly. Um, I think that this could be a good way to um, push Alistair Black to the moon, even though he's not the one in the match. Uh, he has that creepy character like The Undertaker. Um, he doesn't sit up old school um, to not sell stuff, but I mean, everything lines up for um, him to get a nudge from Taker and Kane. I was about to say, I was about to say, I was going to ask your thoughts about that because I remember the first time that, uh, th th that I saw a, a full Aleister Black entrance and I'm like, Okay, this this guy to totally could take over that spot for that type of character. So yep. See, the only difference is his music, as opposed to you know being the gongs, is very uh, hate breed inspired. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to say it is hate breed, but I'm going to say um, it is very hate breed inspired. Um, that the vocal style of whoever uh, performs his entrance does sound very. Uh, Jamie Josta. Um, not saying that's who it is. I don't think that's who it is. I think it's just CFO, which is pretty much the the dude to sit down in Orlando and make music for the company. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Next match they show is uh, Cena versus Bray Wyatt. Uh, what I think versus what I want. What I think. Super Cena. What I want the fiend to eviscerate him. Um, I, I, I suffer from, I, I use the term suffer very loosely here, but um, I tend to have both uh, John Cena and Roman Reigns uh, derangement syndrome. Uh, just taking a little bit of a pun out of, you know, current events and current terms that people like to throw around with like Trump. Um, it's like, oh, you got TDS. Well, you know, I kind of have that going on about um, Reigns and Cena. I'm so tired of them. You know, it's just like when I was a kid, I was a huge Hulk Hogan fan. My mom's like, ah, Hulk Hogan. Ah, I'm so tired of seeing him, and he just wins all the time. And, you know, I, I tend to have that same uh, opinion of uh, John Schema and uh, Roman Reigns. Um, Vince favors them, so... You know, he, they are consistent performers. They do always put on a good show. They are relatively safe. I mean, John Cena finished a match with a broken nose. 
Um, but I would prefer to see the Fiend win. Okay. And, and uh, while I would normally agree with you, um, they uh, they definitely did reference the fact that their WrestleMania match six years ago is what sent Bray on a downward spiral. And for six for a six year spread on that, you know, if if that was a year or two ago, I think yeah, you know, Cena's gonna make him go even further down. But for a six year spread, I think that might be a setup for Bray to end up winning. Yeah, and I think I think Bray will do so in a very divisive manner. Yeah. Okay, the last four matches that are listed on the card as of right now, um, I'm going to slightly go off the order I'm looking at on my screen for a good purpose. Uh, so the next one I'll bring up is uh, Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. And we already kind of hit that. You're pretty much thinking that that Roman picks it up in a quick match. I, I, think, I think it will be. Um, but, you know, the real loser in that match, no matter – no matter whose hands raise the loser in that match, it's going to be the fans. Okay. Okay. What about uh, Brock versus Drew? Drew all the way. Um, I, I think his whole return until now has been leading up to that moment. And uh, if they have Brock beat him, uh, it's, it's going to be, you know, the close, it will go down as the close at WrestleMania screw job. Okay. Okay. And, and, and I'll, I'll say when, whenever the Royal Rumble happened, I was entirely surprised to see them not have Brock blow through everybody. Um, to be honest, just cause that's the way that they normally book Brock these days. But, uh, well, they, they built two new stars out of the Royal Rumble match by doing, by booking it that way. Exactly, exactly. One so being Drew, and my only hint for the other will be come bask in his glory. <laughs> and, you know, on that topic, I've, I, wasn't all, I wasn't the biggest Keith, uh, Keith Lee fan, to be honest. I was like, eh, you know, whatever. Um, but I just, I just got done watching his uh, NXT match with uh, Cameron Grimes. And... You know, I'm not the biggest fan of Cameron Grimes, but Keith Lee, after seeing him in the Royal Rumble, seeing how he's on, go, seeing the match with Roderick Strong, dude can put on a show. Uh, I, I foresee him coming to the main roster sooner rather than later and capturing gold pretty quickly on the main roster. Okay, okay. Um, uh, and I, I will definitely say that uh, – that uh, you know Brock has been on TV for some time, and Brock maybe to the point where he's tired. He wants to go back to off the grid in Minnesota and uh, not be around people for a while. You know, but it's but but the way Minnesota. that they Minnesota, Minnesota, yeah. my my OSIN has him living in uh, northern Alberta. Um, I had to throw I had to throw some OSIN in there. Hey, that's fine. Um, I've I've heard I've heard multiple things, but fact of the matter is, is he's he's in the north I, I, and I in totally the middle agree. of nowhere. Um, I totally agree. He may, he honestly he may be a client of Michael Basil's for uh, some of the uh, disinformation services. I've not actually went as far as to look him up. Uh, I've just I, I'm I only stated that solely as a joke on OSINT, but then also uh, based on 
what I've seen other people post. But either way, I mean, he he is out in the middle of nowhere. Dude is a big game hunter. He's very self-sufficient. Financially, he's set for a while. I think especially given COVID-19 in its uh, war path that it's in right now, uh, I can foresee Brock saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to take – you know, the next six, eight, ten months off, whatever. Call me when it's time for another big paycheck, and we'll talk about it depending on what's going on in the world. Yep, yep, very true, very true. So, um, and, then, and then, of course, the other end of it, too, is that with, with Drew, they actually kind of set him up with last year, too, because I think what he in the last four in the Royal Rumble last year? Uh, no, he returned it this year. Okay. If I recall correctly. Yeah. I think he did return this year. I don't know. Hang on. Time to uh, time to consult Wikipedia. Yeah, that's where I'm going to. I want to think it was this year that he came back, but it may not have been. Uh, let's see here. Uh, that gets us to there's the chosen one, three man band. He he was in, in entrance number sixteen last year. Okay, so he was in that shows how much I remembered. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was kind of a teaser. And, you know, throughout the whole year, um, he's done a lot of good things as the Scottish psychopath, working, you know, both with the authority um, type thing, if I recall correctly, doing some stuff with Seth Rollins. I mean, he's improved on the mic. Uh, you can definitely tell that he's taken some language classes so that his Scottish accent's not as thick to where they can actually hand him a mic and people actually listen and hear. Um, I think the look he's instead of you know uh, being baby faced with a bare chest letting him grow the chest hair out and the beard out uh, having the black hair as opposed to the brown he doesn't look as much like Triple H in 1995 as as he once did he, he kind of seems to have came in as his own character now um, I like honestly I like everything about him do you remember him whenever he departed WWE originally? Uh, yeah, I remember. He, he the whole was thing like was a three-man band. He, he 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 was like half the size that he is now. I mean, he yeah. he, put, he put on so much muscle while he was out on the independent. Right, and well, he did have a little bit of a gut when he left because you could tell the three-man band they were certainly partying quite a bit. Because uh, I mean, look at Gender when Gender came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but. I don't know with with the amount of back knees that gen, that gender came back with, I'm going to assume that he had a little bit of uh, pharmaceutical help. <laughs> I'm not making accusations. I'm I'm making an assumption of pharmaceutical help. That's all I'm saying. I understand. Um, okay, so the last two matches are women's championship matches: Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. That should that honestly should close the show. Um, have you ever heard of the story of uh, a bad Becky Lynch match? No. Me either. Um, Shayna, um, I mean, she's been dealt some cruddy uh, storylines in NXT, but she's always made the best of them. Honestly, I think of the four horsewomen, she's the most talented. She's the hungriest. Um, honestly, when I hear her cutting promos, uh, she reminds me of a 1990s Bret Hart uh, when she's cutting her promos. Um, she's believable. Um, I would honestly, I think the winner in that one's going to be the fans. I don't, I don't care who wins. I think that thing about her biting Becky in the neck was pretty stupid. 
Um, but I think that they're going to back away from that nonsense. Um, I mean, it's not like she's Gangrel. If that was Gangrel doing it, it would make a lot more sense. If they were turning her into a vampire character, it would make more sense. But having her as a former cage fight turned pro wrestler, no. <laughs> so, honestly, uh, more than likely, I think Becky will win. But the real winner will be the fans. Okay, okay. And then the last one, uh, Rhea Ripley defending the NXT Women's Championship against the Women's Royal Rumble winner, Charlotte Flair. I have a feeling Charlotte's going to win. I, I would rather see Rhea win. I think that would, it, it could do more for Rhea's career than it can Charlotte's career. Um, but uh, that being said, it would probably will be Charlotte. That's another one, honestly. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of Charlotte, but I will say that of the matches I've seen from Rhea Ripley, I've not seen a bad one. And Charlotte is consistent and safe. So I think the winner in that one will probably be the fans as well. Oh, I, I absolutely hated to see whenever Charlotte won the Royal Rumble. I was like, so many people, so many people. It could have it been better decisions. I totally, I, totally, I totally agree with that sentiment. Um, you know, just like Hogan and Flair in the 90s, uh, I'm tired of seeing Charlotte win all the time. She's she's basically the female uh, Roman Reigns, uh, John Cena type character. Um, yep. Honestly, uh, I'm you know if, if we got a bit, I'll, I'll talk about where I'm butthurt too. Because um, I, I honestly I like the Kabuki Warriors, but I don't like what they're doing with Asuka's character. Asuka was basically a monster character in NXT. They brought her to the main roster, and within three months, she had stood defeated. And, I mean, with the Kabuki Warriors, they're a good tag team. They play very well off each other, but it appears as if they're just making them pre-show material. Yeah. And Asuka, honestly, is of the caliber that she could close out WrestleMania just with anybody. Yep. Well, I mean, whenever they had the first women's Royal Rumble, they had her win, and then they and they had uh, Shinsuke Nakamura win uh, the men's match that year. And it's just like I, I think that was Vince trying to rub it in a lot of people's faces. Okay, here I had your people win, and then they still end up being absolutely smashed at, at Mania yeah. whenever time well, came. Actually, on the topic of Shin, so I read today on WrestleZone the next week on SmackDown. If Drew Gulak can beat Shinsuke, Sami Zayn will face Daniel Bryan at uh, Mania for the Intercontinental. Yep. Um, my money on that one is the match will happen. Uh, it will be a barn burner. The fans will be the winners. I hate using that term, but there's no other way to put it because those two can put on uh, their – they've got a history together, El Generico versus Brian Danielson, if you want to think back to Ring of Honor days. Mm-hmm. Um They've got history. They're around the same size. Um, as far as I know, Sammy's safe to work with. Um, I think it'll be a killer match. Uh, the one caveat with that is chances are Sammy will win because he's a hill and he's got two lackeys to help with the screw job. True, true. And on, and on top of that, too, there's uh, news that, um, that uh, Daniel Bryan may decide to step back from full-time wrestling uh, once his current contract he is up. That, and he is about to go out on paternity leave. They're giving him six weeks. Yep. Yep. So um, 
as much as I would like to see Debry win, uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Sammy, which I'm not entirely mad about. There are far worse people to have to put the belt on. Uh, Sammy's done a lot of time in the company, and if I recall correctly, it's his first major championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did it, like granted, he did it dirty with uh, the help of his henchmen, but uh, I'm glad to see that he did it without being in a storyline with Kevin Owens. Uh, I am so tired of those two in storylines together. <laughs> very true, very true. Uh, but, I, you know, I, Sammy, my, my guess is Sammy's going to win, and then a short t- period of time later, Cesaro or Shinsuke is going to defect and uh, want to have their chance at the championship, and we'll see how that goes. Well, or, or here, here's one other possibility. Considering that it's considering that it's going to be like mid late summer uh, before uh, Daniel goes on leave, um, you know maybe maybe they have him win and drop it back another in another couple of months, um, only to have uh, Drew Gulak step up. That that is true, I, and you know I don't I don't know a whole lot about Drew Gulak. I know that he's got one of those characters that people either love him. Or they hate him. There's not really an in between with that character. So, um, to I mean, me, I wouldn't be mad with that. To, to to me, Drew Gulak is a cross between Daniel Bryan and Dean Malenko. I could I could kind of see that. Um, so, um, you know, another thing that kind of irritates me right now is the fact that Aiden English is nothing more than a commentator on Two or Five Live now. I mean, yeah. that dude. You could put him with Bobby Lashley and push Bobby to the moon. Just because he's charismatic, he's not that great in the ring, but you hand that dude a mic and it's gold. Exactly. Exactly. So I mean, the number of people who have transitioned into those types of roles um, that really shouldn't have. I mean, if he doesn't want to wrestle or he can't wrestle, cool. But I mean, yeah, he's not the best looking dude on the planet. You know, women aren't going to fawn over buying his merch, but that dude can elicit reactions. I mean. The fact that he sung a Rusev day. I mean, flipping the script on this. I mean, do you know the lyrics to Judas? Um, roughly. I haven't listened to it enough to yeah, get them down yet. But my point is, with All Elite, look at what they're doing with Judas. I mean, that song, every time I go on YouTube, YouTube's like, do you want to hear Judas? Because I've listened to it that many times to the point to where it's like, I try to sing along when it comes on and I'm at home. Um, but you know, um, Vince doesn't want to create characters like that. Exactly. Exactly. Which, which gives me hope, gives me hope that AEW takes what they're doing and runs with it. And, you know, it gets that much bigger with it because a good solid alternative is needed. Right. And let's just face it. TNA impact, whatever it's called is a joke. Um, Ring of Honor is good, but they've pretty all elite pretty much gutted them. Yep. Same thing with New Japan. What about NWA? Uh, uh, really, the only people they have are uh, Sammy Callahan and Nick Aldis, and then they've got Marty Skrull, but Marty's number one at Ring of Honor. Um. Well, uh, you know they they also have uh, um. <laughs> Aaron, they have Billy Corgan. They have Aaron Stevens, aka Damian Sandow. 
Now that's that's the gimmick that they really dropped the ball with because like people like I made dozens of memes with him on it to saying you're welcome for things. Like that whole character, I mean, it was meant to be obnoxious, but the second they made him funny is when it got really it's, I knew it was spelling bad for him. But I mean, I could see him honestly dream booking right here. Pair him with the librarian in All Elite, Leaping Lanny Papafo as their manager. Because uh, wasn't he uh, Professor Lanny Papafo uh, at some point as well? Uh, I honestly don't remember offhand. I think I think circa WrestleMania two to seven time frame, while his brother's out, you know, digging the the, the madness. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's a professor, if I recall correctly. Um, I mean, that would have been the perfect end of the end. Because honestly, I love what All Elite is doing with Jake Roberts and Lance Archer. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can fight me for this. You name the con, I will find a jujitsu gym for us to go and actually, like, I'll find a wrestling academy or jujitsu gym for us to settle this if you disagree with me. Um, there, there is no number two promo in the world. The only, like, the one person in the world that can cut a promo, in my opinion, and get it to stick is Jake Roberts. Like, he is second to none. Even even over uh, over and above on people like uh, Paul Heyman, whenever you give Paul the mic. Even over Paul Heyman. Because Paul Heyman's good at hyping people. Jake is good at making you believe he's going to do what he's about, what he's talking about doing. What about Mick Foley during during his days as Cactus Jack? Nope. I mean, honestly, I liked Mankind promos better than Cactus Jack. Okay. Uh, but no, uh, there's something about Jake's tone. There's something about his facial expressions. He just kind of looks like a snake. <laughs> and you know, knowing. I think knowing the story of Jake Roberts also plays into the the why associated with that. I mean, why his promos are believable. Yeah. yeah. Because we know who Jake is. We know what Jake's about. We know what Jake's been through. I mean, yeah. we, we've seen how, through DDP, we've seen how beat up his body is. We've seen how, you know, the hell he's had to go through to get back to a somewhat functional life. I mean, if you read up on his, on uh, his family, you know, Rock and Robin is his sister. Uh, Sam Houston is his, bro- is his brother. Um, his dad, Grizzly Smith, he had a sister that was murdered uh, by uh, somebody close to his family. I don't remember the deal with that. I just read it on Wikipedia a couple of weeks ago. I get bored and read about wrestlers on Wikipedia. Um, but you know, knowing where he comes from and like the hell he's been through, some by his own infliction and some by pure happenstance. I I really don't I don't think so. Um, I'll tell you who I'd like to see him go head to head in a face uh, in a promo face off with though. Who's that? Raven. Okay. I only yeah. say that. The only reason Raven even comes to mind is because he was in the audience uh, whenever they were teasing uh, the Exalted One. And the second that I saw Raven in the audience, I was like, well, I know who's not the Exalted One. 
<laughs> but you know, all of the dirt sheets was like, oh, he's just there visiting friends. It's like, well, yeah, he probably was. But at the same time, he was probably also there to help further that storyline. I mean, I don't think that I don't think that he could go in a match. I think he, I think physically, he's in the same shape as Jake. But um, I, I would love to hear his promos. Oh yeah, I, I I still remember whenever Sunday Night Heat was basically Raven's show for a while. That was after I had uh, quit watching. I quit before, air quotes, Shane bought WCW. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, um, it, it, it 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 was it, it was definitely uh it, it was definitely some good TV just because just because Raven was talking during half the show. Right. Well, and I mean. That dude, WWE dropped the ball with him when they had him beat Johnny Polo. <laughs> and then, you know, before that, he was Scotty Flamingo in WCW, which was just as bad. I mean, his main feud was against Vinny Vegas, who later became Diesel, uh, Kevin Nash. Um, it wasn't until ECW came around. And, you know, on that topic, actually, you know, do you think we need another ECW? type company in this day and age i think that we have some ecw type companies that exist but they don't have the ability to make waves without having a viable a, a viable national level second company and that's where AEW yeah. comes in. If if AEW can continue to get foothold and everything, you know, they're the, the the battle there is between them and NXT right now. But if if they can get to the point where they step step up and be able to start doing doing some challenging against uh, against SmackDown and or Raw on ratings, um, then at that yeah. point, then you know, then you have companies like how uh, how uh, Billy Corgan's building NWA, how Ring of Honor, you know, even though Ring of Honor's rebuilding, Ring of Honor's got it got the tools there to rebuild. It just needs a little bit of time. Um, yeah. And, 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 but, I mean, but but both 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 of those groups right there are ones that could easily occupy, for the lack of a better way to put it, that ECW slot once once AEW gets to the point where they're they're viable and they're they're actually challenging the main level of business to WWE. So what about what's what's your thoughts about Combat Zone Wrestling? Combat Zone Wrestling Combat Zone Wrestling is a niche. Um I I, yeah, I, I, I neither I neither like it or hate it. Um I don't I, I don't see them covering any more than uh, yeah. than a niche in the business though. I agree. Um because you know, I'll, I'll give you the same rhetoric for them that I gave about season seven, episode one of The Walking Dead, uh, which is where uh, uh, Glenn and Abraham uh, made their departures from the show. I don't, if you need violence to further a storyline, I'm totally cool with that. If you have to have violence to further the storyline. When you have excessive violence, for the purpose of being the storyline, such as Combat Zone, or seeing Glenn get whapped in the head a second time with Lucille, or seeing Abraham get whapped in the head. You know, seeing one shot in the head on The Walking Dead would have been enough. Yep. But instead, 
Kirkman took it so many steps further by doing the two additional ones for shock value. And I think a lot of the same thing exists with combat zone. I mean, seeing people on thumbtacks, seeing people go through glass, okay, yeah, sure. But that's all their matches are. And yeah. I mean, I'm John Moxley was in combat zone. Uh, Sammy Callahan does some stuff with combat zone. I'm not against combat zone entirely, but it, their model is just not for me. Yeah, now in, in EC, ECW, the reason it occupied the slot that it did was entirely because of the storytelling. I mean, you, you go back and you and you watch any of the any of the stuff that WWE produces in regards to ECW's time these days. Um, you know, granted, the winner writes history, but they've been fairly accurate on the history in in, in such that yeah ecw had the had the violence but they also had this and they had that and this and that and, and there, well, there yeah. was just, it was just so multi-layered which well look at who look at who they had they exactly. had all Heyman running the show they had sandman tommy dreamer raven uh uh sabu um the dudleys uh kidman basically the majority of raven's flock um that's where Stone Cold first it really started to become Stone Cold. Right. Yeah. And but that's because there was that working relationship between Heyman and McMahon. So you know, to to a degree, you know, to to some degree, ECW is being used as a farming system. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Um, and I, you know, I, I absolutely think that that. Uh, you know, in, in some respects, you know, who, who knows? Maybe, maybe you could really identify NXT as being that group. The, the it, yeah. Right. I mean, it, that's that, that's how Triple H has run the programming for NXT, um, and he, he, I mean, he models a number of things that he's done with it after what was done at ECW, whether that's intentional or not. Um, uh, seeing the purest as he is, I'm going to say it probably is. Yeah, um, the, but but, but the, I, the the only problem there is is that uh, Triple H is not is not the person that the buck stops at. You know, it, Vince can easily go and insert himself I, into that picture for whatever reason, and you know, I mean, I, it, I it, it speaks loads to the resiliency of what Triple H has set up every time. You know, every time uh, yeah. Vince says, "Hey, I want these people up on these shows." Uh, you know, I mean, you know, tr Triple H has had new stuff going within no more than a couple of months. You know, people are like, oh, this is the new stuff. I'm engaged. Um, yeah. So. Well, that's the thing. Trips as much of a fan as we are. Yeah. Uh, Vince is a businessman. Trips is a fan. There's your big difference. Yep. Yep. Indeed. And. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. I I know if I know if we got to the point where Vince finally actually had to step back from doing all that stuff, and Triple H did get the did get the reins. I I don't think he would go. I don't think he would go out and out. You know the same model that he does for NXT with with Raw and SmackDown by any means, but. But the th the things that he I'm pretty sure he would do is bring back a lot of the consistency that people have been yeah. missing in the product right now. Oh, I totally agree. And you know, just to be fair, uh, the there's only uh, one condition that I see 
uh, Vince McMahon stepping back from, and that's being lowered into the ground by six people and having a, te- a tombstone put over him. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with that at all. I, I would not be surprised if somebody didn't walk into Titan Tower one day and there he was. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's morbid and it's disgusting, but that's Vince. Well, I mean, in the USSR, after Lenin died, they they embalmed Lenin and and put him in a in a glass covered tomb in Red Square. So, you never know. You never know what they're going to do with Vince. Well, keep in mind. I mean, Walt Disney's corpse is frozen in uh, uh, Florida. That's why they released a movie named Frozen. So when people searched for it, they couldn't find out the truth. That's what I read on the internet, so it must be true. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, you know how much truth there is we find on the internet. Oh yeah. All right. Well, then let's. Yeah, I've I've had fun talking to you. I, I will be interested to see how much of this stuff comes to light or not. And you know, maybe maybe we need to get back together in a couple of weeks uh, after night one yeah. and night two of WrestleMania and and talk about how it went. But uh, yeah, let's in, do it. In the meantime, we'll uh, go ahead and call for the bell on this match and you know joe thanks everybody listening thanks hopefully uh hopefully if you're not a pro wrestling fan you weren't too entirely bored and turned this off already um (laughs) even if you even if you were that's fine just send me uh a dm on twitter uh letting me know that you did so and i'll give you a free background investigation there we go, and I will make I, I will make sure and actually post that uh, post that comment whenever I post the show, so they read it ahead of time. Yep, yep, exactly. So then that way they know they know what they're getting into. I mean, indeed, indeed. So I'll, I'll find out I'll find out things about people that they didn't even know about. So without so, generating it. So 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 so, 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 you, so you're you're telling me that that if they shut it off ahead of time, that if they DM you that that you'll give them the free background investigation. Might not, might not be the background investigation they want, but it might be the one they deserve. Okay. All right. We'll see how that goes. All right, man. Thanks a yeah. lot.